Hey, folks, and welcome to the Deconstructor Fun Podcast. Uh, we are back after a pretty uh, long break, and um, we're back actually in a new studio. So before I did not have a studio, but now we actually have a studio, and the sound quality should be much better. So that was the number one feedback that I was getting is like the content is all right, but God damn it, can you do something about the uh, the sound quality? Now, yeah, as you can hear, the sound quality is far better and will be far better than ever before. My guest today was really great. So um, Yiri Kupiaran, he's a CEO, or Jiri, he's a CEO of a company called Matchmate. His background is super extensive. He started off, you know, dropping out of high school, started working in games when he was, you know, coding in games when he was 17 or something, gone through, you know, multiple companies, started companies, sold companies, sold company to Disney, worked as a VP at Disney, he ran AAA production, ran, you know, made small social games, made mobile games, made games on Steam. And now, just a year ago, he pivoted his company that was working on discoverability and, you know, discovering all kind of, uh, helping players basically discover all kind of cool games. But now they pivoted and they're working on influencer marketing. So they've been working on it for a year and they've experienced some excellent growth. And uh, why I wanted him to come over here, what I wanted to talk to him is we actually, in my previous jobs, we kicked off a little campaign through Matchmade. And got some, you know, phenomenal cohorts. Just, you know, as a product person, when you're looking at your cohorts, you really wish to see that D1 go up by 10% or, you know, through the features. But we actually got that going off through the quality of the users. So I wanted to talk to him. I want to talk to him about what makes good influencing campaigns and how Matchmade works and, and what's going on in the YouTube, Instagram, Twitch scene. So hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I truly enjoyed it. Remember to subscribe and remember to leave comments on Twitter. And yeah, on the page or wherever you're hearing this from. So enjoy. But the the stuff that I actually wanted to show is um, is this because so we're also tracking like what what games are people actually covering on YouTube. And there's there's some pretty interesting trends here because so you can see that you know in the last half a year, um, the the set of games that has actually started trending on YouTube is very very different to what we've had before. So Kingdom Come is actually really shooting up, but obviously it was just launched out of out of uh, the, the Kickstarter campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that might not be sustainable. But I think then um, when I, when we actually look at the kind of the big overall trend, this is the uh, scary stuff so if we look at this you can see that um around like july august last year there was something big you know on youtube's a big change yeah so <laughs> all the games they've been just tanking which you know like it's i mean obviously like maybe i should not be showing that but on the other hand with the way we look at this is this is a huge opportunity for the for game companies that kind of crack it like if you if you can now figure out you know like how do you get all the clash royale channels to cover your game you got this audience of you know hundreds of millions of people that is just looking for the next thing. Because if we look at the uh, mobile games graph <clears throat> specifically, Clash Royale has gone from like 1.4 billion uh, monthly views to less than 400 million. In, in what time? In like half a year. In half a year? <laughs> so, so people are just not viewing it anymore. Yeah, I mean, and so this is, and I, I think, you know, this also, like, you can also kind of see this in the player counts of Clash Royale, but it's nowhere near as, as drastic. So there's like YouTube gaming is is just like completely in flux. Like all the big games are tanking, whereas like 
you know, PUBG, uh, Fortnite are just going up like crazy. Mm-hmm. So the whole like the whole kind of like split of what games are being played is currently just being like completely mixed again, which I think you know is is just means that because it kind of looked like this was all set in stone at some point. Like, like when I was like doing presentations in May, mm-hmm. I was going like, yeah, you know, Clash Royale is all of YouTube gaming on mobile, and uh, yeah, PUBG will be kind of big at some point, and then PUBG was growing until Epic launched Fortnite Battle Royale. And after that point, PUBG has actually been kind of declining slowly, whereas Fortnite is just shooting up like a rocket. All right, so I'm I'm here joined by Matchmate CEO Yiri Kupianen, Jiri Yiri. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm you know I'm used to many many variations. Both both, we'll, variations. both work. Yeah. And then we just started talking, and he uh, he's presenting me these these um, these graphs from 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 Matchmate, and that are really focusing on YouTube gaming and. And you're starting with with you know pretty harsh stuff by saying like, listen, Clash Royale has lost what seventy percent of their audience on <laughs> yeah, YouTube. Don't, 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 don't quote me on that, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and and that that uh, basically there's a huge reshuffle going on, and what is what is going to be the next YouTube head? So yep. all the old ones are changing, the new guard and in, in Fortnite and PUBG is probably suffering too because Fortnite yeah. is, is just monster right yeah now. that's that was really like because i remember like i was at i was at nordic game last year mm-hmm. which is it's in may and i was showing this graph and i was saying like look PUBG is going to be the future of youtube gaming yeah. and then like i don't know like four months later i'm doing the same presentation it's fortnite and now. <laughs> it's actually fortnite and PUBG just like like the pretty much the day that fortnite launched their battle royale version uh-huh. PUBG just in, instantly stopped growing yes uh, and like the thing we're seeing, there's actually a lot of like a lot of mobile gaming channels, like channels that would cover um, Clash Royale. They actually switch to Fortnite as well. What do you think about Fortnite Mobile? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, like I, I guess like they kind of had to do it because there's about a thousand um, copies coming out. I mean, I don't know which one is a copy of which, but anyway, um, so I get it. And we were actually talking about it at the office yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really worried that they would just like take the game, the same game, and just slap it on mobile because obviously that's not gonna work. Yeah, or oh, the UI. And yeah, that, that's that's a horrible UI on console. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Have you ever played like a single like <laughs> mobile FPS or like third person game that actually is fun to play? Because I haven't. Uh, Guns of Boom is pretty good, but yeah, okay, sure, yeah, okay. I'll They're kind of kind of simplified. Yeah, but I mean, also maybe it's not for me. I, I suck at any kind of shooting games, even if I have a keyboard and a mouse. So you know, <laughs> me too. Except if it's like really slow, like World of yeah. Warship. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, yeah. but listen, let's take a step even further. So we kind of started this in a in a weird way by first saying the Clash Royale is, is <laughs> the numbers are. Go- I mean, I can see the graph here in, in in front of me, and there's like a little bump a couple of months in December. On yeah, Clash that Royale, was, and then that was just, one of the updates they did, and that was yeah. that was kind of successful. And it's and it's sliding, 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 and that's a that's a big slide because those are like hundreds of millions. And um, yeah, taking a step back, Yuri, why don't you tell people a little about about yourself? Like, how did you get started in games? Yeah, I think um, my uh, my career path is one that I don't really recommend to anyone else. Like, if I had a kid and they were doing this shit, I would tell tell them to stop fucking around. <laughs> Can we curse, by the way? Oh yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> I'm also I'm trying to trying to not do that, but yeah. I'm not very successful. Mm-hmm, it's okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I basically started. I was probably like eight or nine when I started coding. So I was making these like text based, you know, like adventure games qu- quotes uh, with with MS Basic. Uh, you know, I thought that was pretty cool stuff. And um, by the time I was in high school, I was I was just massively bored. I mean, I'm not not a super smart guy, but at the time, you know, I just I just felt like one. So um, I basically actually dropped out of high school 
which is like step one, like don't do that. <laughs> but I did, and um, and went went back went home to my mom, and I'm like, mom, I'm gonna quit high yeah. school because I'm too smart for it. And she was like, okay, well, I think that's a really dumbass move. Um, but you know, you're almost a grown up, so you can of course do that. So the rent is this much per month. So I expect you to start paying immediately. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, like need to think about that. So anyway. So I, I thought about like, well, what can I actually do? And it happened like, cause you know, I'd been kind of a hobby coder for a while. I figured that, well, sure, like games seem pretty cool. So I applied to this uh, mobile games company called Mr. Good Living here in Helsinki. And I ended up working on mobile games in 2000 and, what was it, 2000, 2001. Yeah, totally. um, so these like very first like J2ME kind of, we had this like, black and white 160 times 80 pixel screens and we didn't even have the phones for the first year that we were actually making the games and like it was you know a pretty nice start to the industry and then of course like you know 2001 if you remember like kind of everything went tits up so all the all the companies kind of yeah so that happened and you know so i'm like i'm like 17 just dropped out of high school decided that i want i want to be a gaming dude and then every company goes bankrupt at the same time (laughs) So so we're 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 sitting there and like going like uh, with with a friend of mine who actually he's, he works at Future Play and um we're sitting with him going like well what are we gonna do like it's time to go back to school and we decided that now like we're gonna start our own company mm-hmm. so um was seventeen we started a company just you know one guy who really knows how to do art one guy who kind of knows how to code and uh, you know we talked about making our own games but really like we had no idea what we're doing but we ended up chatting with you know people like you know digital chocolate mm-hmm. so we ended up just doing all kinds of like consulting and outsourcing and whatnot for um for finnish gaming companies and i mean since then i've been kind of doing all kinds of stuff so mostly on the kind of tech production side so i've been cto i worked uh i've been doing tech for a games media company then at some point i ended up being a producer on pc games then then a producer on on a triple a title that was being made here in finland um and then eventually decided that okay like i want to do my own thing again so um i guess this is now close to 10 years maybe 8 9 years ago yeah. we uh we decided that we want to we want to go all in we want to do this like super casual games and we want to do them across different platforms um and so we 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 started a company called Rocket Pack, mm-hmm. um, and Rocket Pack like the thing is that like pretty much like the same day that we decided to launch it, uh, Steve Jobs announced that there's never gonna be Flash on 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 the iPad, <laughs> and we, and our whole like tech stack like was like yeah we're gonna go all in with Flash we're gonna make this super accessible games, and then it's like oh yeah we can't do that, so instead of like being smart and pivoting we decided that well fuck it we're gonna build build a game engine that allow, allows us to go to all these different platforms with the same code base and anyway uh rocket pack was like basically well the end result was that we sold the company on on, on, the, on the company's first birthday because mm-hmm. um, we we were working on this tech and it turned out to be pretty cool and we happened to get Disney as one of the pilot customers. And then as we were getting ready to, ready to actually launch, uh, Disney calls us and they're like, hey guys, like, we think the tech's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, the team's pretty cool as well. And, uh, you know, since you haven't launched yet, uh, we should chat. <laughs> so anyway, so um, ended up uh, selling the company to Disney. Um you know, which again, like it was to 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 the day a year after we founded it, yeah. And we had no outside shareholders. We only the founders had shares, etc. So we kind of made sense. Um, so I ended up 
working as a vice president at Disney for a couple <laughs> of years, <laughs> which again, like I, I would, wouldn't, if you want to do that, I would not suggest dropping out of high school because I, I think everybody else there had like double masters and mm-hmm. else. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we did that. Disney was pretty educational. Uh, I'll, I'll put it that way. Like mm. you know, going from like tiny Finnish startup with no investors to you know a huge entertainment yeah. giant. Um, so I, I did learn a lot, and um, but also like when I'd done two years there, I kind of decided that that's not the environment for me. No, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you know, like a lot of the other VPs, like you know, they'd been busting ass for like twenty years to get to that position, and then just some dude with earrings and ponytail from Finland just shows up one day, like, hey yeah. guys, what are we doing? With no MBA, <laughs> yeah, with like, yeah, no, 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 no business being there at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, so I, I decided to leave and, um, actually the, uh, the day I announced to the team that, you know, like I'm, I'm quitting, but if I can help you guys in any way, I'm still working at Disney for, you know, three months or half a year or whatever. So don't hesitate to ask. I want to make sure you guys are comfortable here. And after the meeting, um, uh, Leo, who's now my co-founder, he came to me and he asked me like, Hey man, like, um, are you still working? Are you still my boss officially? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. What's up? He's like, yeah, all right, cool. I resign. Like, what do you want to do next? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of been the story this far. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, there's still several twists and turns after that, but that kind of takes us at least to the current company. Yeah, to so the current company, <laughs> which I remember was like Shark Punch, and then Shark Punch turned into Matchmade. <laughs> uh, no, it's or, uh, so. Um, yeah, the company's still Shark Punch. So basically, um, when we left Disney, we were maybe a little bit burned out. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like it was, it was a pretty tough time. And also, we had some money in the bank, and so we're like, okay, like you know, we have money in the bank. We really don't want to do any grown-up stuff for a while. So we decided that okay, let's take a year or a year and a half and just make a cool game mm-hmm. and not think about like is it gonna sell or does anyone else even care. So we decided to make a game called Master Plan, which was basically about, you know, dudes with big mustaches, smoking a lot of cigarettes and robbing banks. And uh, yeah, no commercial aspirations whatsoever. But it was it was really cool. And and for us, it was a really nice way to kind of get back to the get back into the community and the industry. So we, you know, we got to meet all these new developers, new new publishers, and we kind of got to see what's going on. And uh, as a part of that, we started talking with a lot of developers who had really cool games. And we were looking at the games and we we're going like, how the how the hell is this not like the biggest game in the world? Because mm-hmm. it's so amazing. And and that kind of got us to talking about this whole uh, so-called discovery problem. Um, so we decided that, okay, like that's what we're going to do when we're growing. So we're going to fix the discovery problem. And um, of course, when you... You know, when you go to an investor who has a bunch of uh, gaming companies in their portfolio and you tell them that, you know, we're going to fix the discovery problem, they're like, oh, man, like, yeah, yeah, we're investing. That's amazing. So <laughs> That's we, a platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, for them, they're yeah. like, all right, well, if guys, these guys are successful, then the value of my whole portfolio just goes up. So, yeah, totally. Um, so we, we raised some funding for it and we started working on what came to be known as Playfield. And... Um, I think, you know, like we made a bunch of bad assumptions and mistakes with it. Um, but the kind of good thing was that we realized that, you know, not a single consumer is sitting there and going like, oh, man, like I wish I could find more games. You know, like I, I have a discovery problem. Like that's um, that's not a thing. 
So so we figured that it's really going to come more from like, you know, content and like people whose opinions they care about, etc. So the kind of good stuff from Playfield was that we started doing all this content analysis. So we would look at YouTube and Reddit and Twitter, and we would try to find like interesting uh, pieces of gaming content, interesting um, influencers. We didn't use the word back then. And we would basically try to figure out like who are the right people for you to mm-hmm. follow when it comes to gaming. What's what's the what's the good stuff for you? And then hopefully through that you would find some interesting new things to play. And um, yeah, Playfield. We the kind of things we did not get right is that we made some pretty horrible decisions when it comes to the business model. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so basically we worked on it for like one and a half years, and then um, then at twenty sixteen we're we're kind of sitting there, we're talking to investors about a Series A, and um, I kind of didn't feel super comfortable with with actually raising the money. So we, uh, so I, yeah, I took two weeks off, um, ran a bunch of you know spreadsheet exercises, spoke with my co-founders, and uh, came back and said like, look, like we're working on the completely wrong thing. Like this is this is not what we should be raising money for. So. Uh, and by the way, it's still Shark Punch, it's still the same company, but just different product. Uh, but anyway, so 2016, we decided that Playfield should not go on, that we should probably need to raise like, you know, 50 million euros if we wanted to be able to compete with the people we would have ended up competing with. Uh, so we decided not to do that. Um, but then at that point, we had started, you know, we, we were actually collaborating we were collaborating with a bunch of influencers. So we had like a affiliate program for them, and we just got to know a bunch of them personally. So we're kind of chatting with developers, we're chatting with influencers, and everybody's kind of complaining about the same stuff. And um, we'd actually tried to use some existing platforms to promote Playfield, and we were kind of shocked by, you know, how little they actually did. So basically, just everything kind of clicked. We're like, okay, well, look, look, like this is this is super interesting. This is a huge growing field. Both sides of the, of the table have have clear issues that we think we can work with. And it happens that we've spent, you know, two years building this whole system for analyzing content and figuring out what's interesting for whom. So we decided to just kill the whole product and just start from scratch and focus on what became MatchMade. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. So I, I, I mean, I, I, I do have a little bit of a background in knowing about MatchMade because <laughs> in my previous, uh, previous role um, back in San Francisco, we we're just about to launch a game and soft mm-hmm. launch and. Naturally, going through all all the um, all the marketing strategies for for the game and and the internal battle of CPI of LTV. Like when you're building a game, you kind of push yeah. it out. You you don't even think about the CPIs. Mm-hmm. You don't even think about the LTVs. But mm-hmm. when it gets closer, you're like, okay, so yeah. what would be the CPI for yeah. this? And then you're like, oh my god, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit! I won't get <laughs> a single are, user. <laughs> yeah, we're like we are fucked. Yeah, we yeah. can get ten users. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know, like that's that's when we, what, that was kind of like. It wasn't that bad the situation, but yeah. still, it was it was very wide idle eye yeah, opening yeah, yeah. because you know you get to release a game yeah. every two years, and every two years is like yeah, yeah. triples. No, and it's yeah, it's crazy competitive. I mean, I, I don't know a single developer who's actually like sleeping their nights well and like not worrying about this stuff. Exactly, so, yeah, totally. And and then I I I don't know where I saw the match made. Um, maybe it was on Facebook or something like that. I saw yeah. a case study. Yeah. I saw a tilting point case study for yeah, the siege yeah. game. And, uh, you know, I went in and kind of found the page. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I didn't even know that it was a Helsinki base. I didn't oh, know yeah. it was your company. <laughs> I was like, and I told our marketing manager, like, hey, uh, talk to these guys. Like, mm-hmm. this is an interesting thing. And um, and I know we ran some some um, some campaigns 
in in soft launch and um and yeah the 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 uh the players were really good like yeah. really really good like we saw uplift of of even with like you know in in soft launch you're looking at day one day seven but even like starting with day one the percentage went up from mm. like 40 something to 50 something yeah. so so the users that we got were really good and really cheap so yeah tell me more about matchmate <laughs> like that's that's my personal experience of, yeah. of the of the of the platform that's why i'm interesting that's why we're having yeah. this discussion yeah i mean i mean the thing is like all this stuff is actually really tricky and i mean especially like if people are coming from you know this like facebook ads experience like mm -hmm. you just you put money in and you just come out uh this, you know obviously influencer marketing is not that like of course in the end you're you're dealing with actual people who you know you sit there they sit in a studio for 10 hours a day they make videos and they have fans who are very very passionate very opinionated mm -hmm. so it's always important to kind of realize that you know like yes like all the math fully applies but there's a little bit more nuance to this than most other marketing channels. And I mean, so for us, like that's been kind of the biggest thing that we wanted to take care of when we started to do influencer marketing. Uh, that basically, we, we, I mean, some of the platforms we looked at, they, had, they didn't really consider like, what does the end user actually want from the influencer? Whereas when you actually think about this whole scene, it's like, I have a reason why I follow a specific channel. Like, I mean, so occasionally I just follow them for their, you know, personality and because they're funny and whatnot. But pretty often, like, especially with gaming, like, I actually expect, like, certain types of content from each channel. So we, we so our approach is a bit different than anyone else's in that, that we start from the from the end user's point of view. So we we basically, we we analyze a, a crap ton of, uh, of of YouTube content. So we we have a database of, like, 200 million videos that we've automatically analyzed. And for all the videos, we figured out you know, what game is this video about? How did the audience react to it? Did they like it? Did they comment on it? Did they, did they not like it? Did anyone care? So we have for like pretty much all YouTube gaming channels, we have a profile of like what games have they played? Which which ones have has the audience actually enjoyed? And so we use that to match uh, match games with, with specific channels. And the and the upside of doing, doing it this way is that it, it kind of, changes the whole equation because if you would just you know we go to youtube channels and work with them based on the demographics of the audience you're gonna end up you know on that clash royale only channel pushing call of duty and turns out the audience actually doesn't want call of duty from that channel but whereas when you do it this way it actually like even if you do like sponsored content people don't view it as an ad because it's actually relevant stuff for them mm -hmm. and that's what that's what drives those those really good good uh, results and I mean, like, like some cases, like for example, like, um, like what the hen is one of our favorite uh, campaigns we've done, and I mean, still doing, because for those guys, all the metrics have been like two, three x of organic traffic. So everything from you know conversions to mm -hmm. retention, everything else, like it works really well because the audience actually loves the game. Yeah. What do you, I, I totally get it, and, and they're actually seeing. So instead of like focusing so much on mm. on the tutorial and the on onboarding on on the UX, like, I mean, mm. you should focus on all of those things. But but when you're seeing somebody playing that game, it's kind of like your friend showing how yeah, to yeah, play yeah, this exactly. game. So it's it's easier to to yeah. get through that. But I have a question: like, what what's the? Because I remember the turnaround time is is like you need to invest into these campaigns. So mm. it's not like you can order somebody to to yeah. make videos of your game and they're out this yeah. second on 250 channels. Yeah, I mean, well, and I mean, this is kind of one pretty common thing that we need to really explain to people first because people might come in and say like, okay, can I get a video out tomorrow and can they do exactly these things in the video? 
uh, and I mean, well, answer is like, no, you won't get it out tomorrow. And yes, you can get them to do these exact things on the video, and I guarantee it's gonna be complete shit. Because <laughs> yeah. again, like, it's this the whole thing. Like, it's you know, it's, these people do this for a living, and and they are. It, it is a creative thing. You know, they're not just sitting there and going through the motions. So yeah, usually we advise people to kind of reserve at least two to four weeks before they expect videos to go live. Mm -hmm. So the influencers actually have time to get to know the game, really play it, you know, figure out like what's the angle for them. And then kind of related to that, what we found out is that the more you let the influencers just do their thing, the better the results are going to be for you as the developer because they know their audience, they know what the audience wants. So if they can just do their fun yeah. stuff and then just mention that, oh yeah, by the way, you can get this game on the App Store, um, it's going to be more natural. And again, it's going to be good content instead of you know a shitty ad. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like I, I see a lot of uh, a lot of influencers doing these influencing videos about mm. about games that they actually don't give a shit yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And you can hear it, you can yeah, see yeah, yeah. it, and you can see that that player hasn't played this particular yeah. game, um, maybe ever. Yeah, and they're playing it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're, they're kind of confused. Yeah, and they're reading from paper, like yeah, or even that they're they're confused, but they're acting that like they they like it yeah, yeah and not actually saying like what the fuck is going on in yeah. here like i don't know what's going like i don't know what i'm doing they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh okay this is interesting it's like, <laughs> what no you hate I wonder, it what i wonder what this it? button does um, yeah it's like oh I, what what just happened <laughs> this is an interesting game it's yeah, kind of yeah. tricky to play yeah i mean we're we're pretty opinionated <laughs> on that because i mean so we actually don't we don't even allow advertisers to see see channels that are not fitting from a content point of view mm -hmm. Because then there's the temptation to just get a, get a bunch of influencers in who absolutely won't have any idea what they're mm -hmm. doing. The audience won't give a shit about the specific game. But you know, as an advertiser, you know, as a developer, you have the pressure to just get all the installs. And yeah. then, so if we showed you the list of like all the channels, you just go in there and click every button, <laughs> and then then I'd be getting angry phone calls about like, where did this video is so bad? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so we don't even allow that. No, that's that's excellent. Um, all right. So um, so what the hand? Excellent campaign. Tell me, like, tell me more about about where the the influencer market is going. I mean, of course, it's being pushed by by Facebook marketing, mm. all the and Instagrams and everything else. The channels are so mm. so expensive. The CPI is so high. You are offering CPI based uh, influencer yeah. campaigns, and that's different because I know that again. I'm going back to my experience. Like, I'm not trying to make this sound like a selling thing for <laughs> Matchmade. I'm going back through my experience because we were making a PvP game and. Um, we're really banking on on you know influencers mm -hmm. like that was one of the growth campaign yeah. but you don't really think about it when you're in production it's only when you're getting closer yeah. and then i would meet with like influencer people who were who were sort of like they they acted like agents i don't know yeah, if they yeah. were agents but they acted like agents except they were like younger than me yeah. <laughs> and and then i was like what is this an entourage scene and yeah. they were like yeah i got i got i got <laughs> PewDiePie, i got this guy i got that guy you know dropping these names yeah uh, Nick the Nine, what, whatever, <laughs> whatever, and um, and here's here's like here's what you can get, and here's what I can yeah, do yeah. for you, and I'm like, well, well let's talk well, about numbers. Let's yeah, talk yeah, like what, what yeah, yeah. like don't worry about it. Like we're working on that well, side. <laughs> that was that was kind of one of the things why we decided to do this because mm -hmm. I I think the whole influencer scene is kind of coming from this like Hollywood background. I don't know if anyone actually has any Hollywood background, but they act like they do. Mm. So it's it's all coming from this. You know, like, all right, like, what's your budget? All right, give me give me fifty k, and I'll, I'll you know I'll get you this yeah. PewDiePie video. I'll hook you up. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then you'll be there, like, all right, well, like, what did I get for this? And you'll have no idea. Like, you you got the video. 
and that's it. You can't track anything. And then like, I mean, we're coming from, I mean, we're game developers by background. So obviously for us, like we, we understand that this is like, you need to track your performance. Like if you don't have any idea what's your ROI, then like you can't justify spending money and that's, yeah. that's that. So yeah, so we, we decided that, okay, like we, this needs to be driven by the actual LTVs of, of, of the users you have. Like we, you need to be able to justify spending this money for each user. So, so what we basically do is that when you're setting up a campaign on MatchMade, you actually set up CPI tiers, as many as you want, broken, broken down by, you know, location and platform, of course. And we then use that to drive all the pricing logic. So we actually, because we can see who's, like, we can see exactly who's the audience of each channel. So we know where, where are they from, what devices are they watching the videos so on, you know, age, gender, everything. So we can actually, based on that, suggest a custom price for each influencer that will, will get the developer the results they're looking for. Of course, like the flip side is that it doesn't guarantee that the influencer will get what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So there's still this kind of like little bit of back and forth to negotiate and figure out like really like what's the sweet spot where the influencer gets paid enough that they're happy, but the developer isn't paying too much. So they actually get a, get a good ROI. So we've kind of built in all, all these negotiation tools because that's just required. Because again, like it's not a performance that ad, ad network, you're actually build, uh, dealing with people in the end. Mm -hmm. How many How many influencers do you... It's, I don't want to say, do you have? That's like, the, like how many influencers are in in this um, in in matchmaking? So yeah, I mean, because I don't, I also don't want to be the guy who's gonna be like, yeah, yeah uh, we have, we, up, yeah, you know, we, we have so many. Like, <laughs> like basically, like how many are connected to this network? So I mean, the, the total reach, um, like, so all the subscribers put together, it, it's over two hundred million people at mm -hmm. this point. So it's not like it's not like a trivial, tiny little thing anymore. Uh, and, and also, like, our approach is a bit different because um, we know that a bunch of people will, will you know, uh, reach out to influencers and say, like, hey, like, we got all these amazing campaigns for you. Mm -hmm. And then when the influencers signed up, turns out they don't have a single campaign. And they, they're not very happy about that. So our approach is a bit different where we do this content analysis for all of YouTube gaming. So we don't care if they're working with us yet or, or if they're not. Um, uh, but, but basically when we see that here's a channel where, you know, this game would really perform super well, that's the point where we'll, where we'll reach out. If, if, if that channel is not working with us, we'll reach out to them and say like, look, uh, we're not spamming you, but, but this developer would really love to make a video with you. And it's about this game. And because you've played these games, we, we think it's going to do really mm -hmm. well. And by the way, you'll actually get paid this much. So we... We have kind of this approach where we don't want to bug people unless we actually have something really cool for them. So we don't we don't actually even track the uh, like the total number of influencers on the platform because it's not really a relevant metric in any way. Got it, got it. Um, I gotta ask a question as well. So YouTube, you know, we're, we're talking all 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 the time about YouTube. What other platforms are you guys using? So we actually only do YouTube right now, because um, when when we got started, basically, you know, it was after this pretty painful pivot. Uh, so you know, we just wasted a bunch of money. We had to lay off a bunch of people. So we kind of decided that okay, we need to really scope this down to like just what's the most what's the most most straightforward thing we can do to prove that our approach works. So we just did a um, YouTube and free to play gaming initially. Um, last year we kind of expanded that to. I mean, so free-to-play mobile initially, and we expanded that to pretty much any any kind of games. Uh, so this year is now going to be about actually expanding our reach to other platforms. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, Twitch is kind of the natural next thing. Yeah. Um, we do have an internal timeline for that, but I think I'm not supposed to tell you. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> But it's pretty soon, Twitch yeah. is going to be there. Uh, we're really looking looking into Instagram. 
um, which should also happen this year. So this is kind of like, we're now at the point where, I mean, like last year we announced that MatchMade exists and now a year later we know that, okay, like there's something good about our approach because, you know, everything is growing. We have happy customers. So now we're going to just take this to more platforms, more verticals and everything. Yeah. Instagram. Like, yeah. that, that's the weird part. So I don't play Fortnite and um, I actually don't play any console games. It's not because <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. It's because I have a baby. Oh, but, yeah, <laughs> but so, so something had to go. Mm-hmm. Um and I was seeing on Instagram, like, you know, I do I go through my discovery feed mm-hmm. and there's so many Fortnite videos where yeah. kids are playing, just go raging or yeah. or getting some, some you know, headshots or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the kids are doing <laughs> these days, but <laughs> but yeah. like, like, how is Instagram, Instagram and gaming yeah. working together? I mean, it's, you know, it's not for every game, um, but I think there's still like, there's actually a pretty big untapped market for like pretty hardcore games on Instagram because mm-hmm. I mean for example I, I I follow like if you look at my Instagram feed it's probably kind of different because I actually follow a whole bunch of like yeah. game studios there and I, I see some really cool stuff there so I think that that side will grow but then when we look at like companies like like seriously mm-hmm. um, they've been doing a lot of stuff on Instagram because they have you know they have a game that's super casual it really works with a lot of these like big Instagram audiences so I mean, why not work with them? I mean, because like, so the stuff, like the stuff that we've been doing this far is really focused on just like, you know, analyzing games, like mm-hmm. game specific content. But a lot of games will also appeal to you know like completely non gamers. So the next thing we want to do is we want to be able to look at an Instagram channel that has nothing to do with with games, and we want to be able to say that okay, you know what, this game would actually work really well here anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because on Instagram, it's it. I mean, it, it's kind of true because you are following certain people, mm. and those people are influencing, and you're yeah. following them because you want that influence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in not always, but in in some of the cases, well, like it, it's kind of it's kind of part of the deal. I mean, yeah. like it's like, that's the whole point of this that you can actually follow, you know, like a thousand different people, and you follow each one of them for like a really like tiny yeah, reason, exactly. But it it adds up to this like your you know your your completely personal kind of TV channel that you couldn't have yeah. before. I mean, not maybe not. TV for Instagram, but kind of know what I mean. Yeah, I, I get all my protein powder recommendations <laughs> from Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, but just by following certain people. But but that's 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 actually that's actually fascinating. Um, yeah. So overall, like, what's what's? Um, I mean, we started off by going. We were kind of like started recording, and then and we just mm. caught some something about about the trends and yeah. going in YouTube. So so basically, w- what you're saying is is things are things things are being reset yeah and and there's there's new hits coming out the old ones are are on on their way down yeah yeah it's it's been really crazy actually like i mean because again like when we were looking at what's happening on youtube game games um last summer like clash royale royale was absolutely the biggest mobile game Mm -hmm. followed by clash of clans yeah And, and they'd been pretty comfortable in that position for a long time uh similarly you know like minecraft was by far the biggest game overall mm-hmm. Uh, and like it kind of looked like the whole market had been dealt, and like nobody else could ever mm-hmm. ever again enter, like, actually like get get success on on with, with like YouTube influencers. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, first like PUBG comes out, and it's like the only game that's really growing, and yeah. it, and it really looked like it was on track to just take over at least all the kind of PC gaming on YouTube. Uh, but then you know Epic did a really really smart move with Fortnite Battle Royale. Because you can just see it in the graph that, like, the moment they launched it, yeah. PUBG just stopped growing, and 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 Fortnite's been growing faster than anything else. So, so looking this from from like influencer perspective, let's say I'm running a channel, 
mm. and um, I'm running my Clash Royale channel. Mm. I got hundreds of thousands yeah. of people just following me as I go through my decks and show yeah. people how yeah. I dominate noobs. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, uh, PUBG comes out. Yeah. And do I start losing traffic to, to that? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, I think, I think there's kind of, like, um, there's another thing that actually happened at the same time. So, you know, PUBG comes out, Fortnite comes out, people might be getting a little bit bored with Clash Royale and Clash of Clans. I mean, Clash of Clans is special, like it's mm -hmm. surprising how big it has been considering mm -hmm. the age of the game. So this kind of happened, but then also, I think in, in August last year, YouTube decided to kind of mess with their algorithms mm -hmm. a little bit. They did this whole demonetization thing because oh, they yeah, had yeah. like you know like whatever like isis training videos you know with with like some sponsor sponsorships on them and they just were like okay this is maybe we should kind of pull back a little bit but so they did that and i think a lot of gaming channels really got hit by that change because you know the language of games involves a lot of violence yeah. um and i think the algorithm just kind of decided that all these gaming videos where they mentioned you know killing or like whatever they would not get any money from ads anymore so this was like a huge change for the influencers. Like suddenly they're not making money from their videos anymore and YouTube changed the visibility algorithm. So suddenly like gaming videos are just getting a lot a lot less views than they used to get. And this so this kind of combined with the age of Clash Royale, Clash of Clans, combined with this like kind of the emergence of this battle royale genre, just kind of set everything everything in motion. And it's still like being kind of figured out. And also like I think YouTube is still figuring out mm -hmm. how they actually want their algorithms to work. Mm. So yeah, there's huge kind of flux right now. And like I think a lot of channels are really just trying out a bunch of things, which obviously like for, for a game developer, that can be a big opportunity. Like a lot of these Clash Royale channels, they would never cover any other game. But now if you reach out to them, they're actually really looking for like a new kind of staple game that they can kind of keep playing a lot. Okay, that's... But yeah, so that that was that, that's the thing that I was kind of wondering is like from the influencer perspective that they are they're basically gravitating to the uh, to the biggest hits, and that's yeah. why the biggest hits are growing so fast on YouTube mm. is because they everybody just jumps in on the bandwagon yeah. because that's how they get paid. Yeah, ex exactly, exactly, and uh, and I mean also like for them it's kind of important that I mean most of the channels they usually have mm -hmm. like their game or maybe they have two games that they always always play because they know that they're kind of good at it. Uh, the audience really really mm -hmm. likes what they're doing. So when, you know, like when Clash Royale started tanking, uh, these guys just went into panic mode. Like, mm -hmm. okay, what's going to be my stable game? And they see that, you know, the Fortnite's growing. So they just like, they just jump to Fortnite and they hope that, you know, it's going to, yeah. it's going to be the next and they kind of made standard. That well. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing is because this happened at the same time. It's really like Fortnite now is becoming that because <laughs> all these guys decided that it will be the next kind of Clash Royale. So, so let's, let's touch base on, on, on mobile again. It, and I had the question of like, what kind of game works really well with influencer mm. marketing and what kind of game just doesn't? Like if you have that yeah. kind of game, which which are the type of customers where you say like, listen, uh, I think I think you should just go with Facebook yeah. ads. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, the most obvious one is that if, if somebody comes to us with a premium mobile game, which mm -hmm. I think they still do exist <laughs> as far as I know, that's obvious. Like that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, just like, um, you know, these YouTube users, like they're not looking to like, nobody's looking to buy a, buy a mobile game. So that's an absolute no. Uh, for free-to-play stuff, um, I think it really helps to have high replay value because I can, that means that as an influencer, I can actually make a series of videos or I can even keep making a video every single week if, if the game has like things that kind of allow me to make a thousand videos. So it, maybe it's, you know, PvP, 
um maybe it has it's like really like procedural or anything about it that means that every time i play it it's going to be a little bit different mm-hmm. i mean so this is you know what makes clash royale a good one this is what makes fortnite a good one because like every game is going to be different because you're playing with with actual people mm-hmm. um i think visuals are actually a, a really important thing but it's kind of hard to know beforehand what what works and what doesn't but there's a you know it kind of does matter how the game looks in a thumbnail because like people use that to kind of judge if they want to look at a game or not so if you mm-hmm. have a game that's like only like dark grays and browns um i don't know if i'm gonna click on that thumbnail but mm-hmm. then then again like with like what the hand for example it's mm-hmm. super colorful you know like great character designs like it just like pops out so so the thumbnail looks fun so i'm gonna click it um and then you know like it's I mean, a lot of this is also a little bit fuzzy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it it often makes sense to just kind of do a little test first and just see if 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 your game has that like YouTube ability. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's been cases where like we think that something's gonna work amazingly well with with YouTubers, but there's something about the gameplay that's just kind kind of makes it a it's a little bit too slow, yeah, or it's a little bit too random in like a bad way. Yeah, because um, normally we we think about. You know exactly like PvP games that mm. make it really good on 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 influencer marketing, but then there's the case of like seriously, yeah, that is doing a lot of with their best fiends game, yeah, and you would assume that nobody would watch a yeah. match three or you know drag but, three but, drag but ten thing, game with thing, bugs. I think like, I think get out of here. <laughs> I think that's that's another thing. I mean. I mean, it does have that visual appeal. Like, you know, they, they, it, it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, very colorful and, you know, cool characters. Um, but, I mean, seriously, of course, has a bit of a different approach. I mean, they kind of realize that their their game doesn't make for, like, 15-minute gameplay videos. Like, yeah, I mean, I, nobody will even play a match made free <laughs> for 15 minutes. So, I mean, you can't do that. So, they're going for these integrations. So, we basically look at kind of two types of campaigns. Either it's a dedicated video, which is kind of for the gaming games, you mm-hmm. know, hardcore, midcore, whatever. And then you got the really more casual stuff that works a lot better when it's just like a small integration. It's a shout out. So, mm-hmm. I call, most of the stuff seriously has done is it's kind of a video about cooking. And then at some point, they'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, guys, I've been playing this really cool game and you should check it out. And, you know, I'm in it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, it depends on the game. Um, and I mean, even though like, you know, we're building an automated platform, but this is again, the stuff where like, look like, let's just sit down for five minutes and chat about it. And then everybody will have a better idea of what to expect and what to go for. Yeah. And that's, and that's the coolest part. That's why seriously is a good example, I think, yeah. because it kind of opens up your eyes that it's not only mm. for games like, you know, Fortnite yeah, 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 or definitely, whatever, yeah. whatever. Well, know. I mean, and cause like in the end, like it doesn't really matter like what, like what your game is, but just like. Like bigger picture, like if you even want to reach millennials, for example, mm-hmm. like it's not like you have any other choices at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like people have, you know, they have their ad block ad blockers turned up to the max, so they're not gonna see your Facebook ads or whatever. Maybe the Facebook ads, but like any other ads will just mm-hmm. be invisible to them. You know, no TV, no radio, no, no. Even, they don't even read like mm-hmm. you know online news anymore. They don't even open up App Store. No, but my material is like it's like <laughs> I mean the the only things only only way to reach these people is on like Instagram and YouTube and I don't know maybe Snap, uh, Snapchat, who knows. Um, so I mean that and that's kind of my argument for influencer marketing is like even <laughs> even if if you really hate it, it's not like you're gonna have any options because like the generation that's now growing up is that's that's media for them yeah all right dude we talked about what makes a good 
good ad on with influencers. We talked about the influencer market. Mm-hmm. We talked about your personal experience yeah, with the games. A little bit too much, I think. No, <laughs> we, that that was a, that's we could talk more about that one. <laughs> but um, let let people know where they can find you. You know, it's uh, GDC is coming up. Are yeah. you going to GDC? Yeah, it's. I'm really. I am. I am really looking forward to it. But yeah. like, I've been kind of going on very little sleep the last few weeks, and now and now I'm now GDC starts. So yeah, we're gonna be at GDC because I mean we launched this whole thing last year at GDC, so it's kind of cool to be able to go back and say like, yeah, we, we told you. <laughs> so, so yeah, totally, we'll be at GDC with a, with a couple of couple of our guys. Um, very happy to chat with everybody who wants to learn more about this stuff. And then of course, yeah, you know, Matchmade.tv is is the website. It does a pretty good job explaining what we do. And then you know, I'm Yiri J I R I at Matchmade.tv. All right, people, you know that he's going to be at GDC and with the crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where to where to find the webpage. Any other shout-outs? Oh, wow. Um, the, the, the mic is yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I, think, I think, you know, like the thing maybe I do want to say is that, again, like, we're developers by background, so I, we're totally happy to talk about this stuff, even mm-hmm. if you are not ever going to give us a penny. Like, we, we you know, we do give out, data we do analysis we we want to help people out so really like i just just shoot me an email if you have a question about this i'll send you a couple of graphs that hopefully explain you know how this stuff works yeah all right on that note (laughs) shoot yiri an email all right (laughs) thanks man thanks a lot misko cheers all right and that was it hope you enjoyed this episode i truly did enjoy recording it in this brand new studio and I did learn a lot. I hope the sound quality is better. And I hope that you'll be subscribing to this podcast and listening to the upcoming episodes as I talk to uh, the most fascinating people about the most fascinating things in the games industry. Thank you, guys. Thank you.